Welcome to another Moment with Matt with State Representative Matt Dowling of the 51st Legislative District in Fayette and Somerset Counties. I'm Chuck Nichols, Representative Dowling. Welcome to another report to your constituents. This week we'd like to talk about the Pennsylvania Constitution and what must be done to change it. We have a couple of ballot questions coming up in the upcoming election that deal with the Pennsylvania Constitution. But first, we need to discuss just what a constitutional change means, what it entails in Pennsylvania. Can you outline the process for us, Matt? Well, absolutely. And so, you know, our forefathers, they didn't want the Constitution to be something that could be easily manipulated, but at the same point in time, they wanted it to be a living, breathing document that could be changed. So it's not as simple as passing a law, which, truth be told, uh, is not always that simple a process in in and of itself. But the way the system works is when you want to amend the Pennsylvania Constitution, we have to pass legislation in two consecutive sessions. A session is a two-year period. And so every two-year period, we have a number of these that will come up. It passes the House. It passes the Senate. Uh, It does not go to the governor. And then we have to pass it in the House and the Senate once again in a subsequent session. So you're looking at uh, up to a four-year process that this could take. And then it goes as a ballot referendum, and we get these ballot questions that people need to, to vote on. And that's the final say on the change to the Pennsylvania Constitution. So your voice is really heard. You know, your representatives, your senators, they've already chimed in and they've said this should be something that goes to the people. But the people get the final say with constitutional amendments. And now that we know how that goes, we have a couple of them that are going to be on the ballot come May. And these both deal with what has happened in the last year relative to COVID-19 and the shutdowns and the control that the governor has had. Can you outline what these are trying to do? Absolutely. So we're talking about the amount of power that maybe one person should have in emergency situations. It is important that as soon as a situation happens that someone can get the ball rolling. But then once you get further into an emergency situation, in many people's opinions, there should be more checks and balances. So there are two ballot questions, and we remind people that the governor's administration took our legislation and they wrote the questions. Some would argue, and I would be one of them, that they could be a little clearer. And I'm not going to read them to you today, but if you go to my website at repdowling.com, you can find some information about the ballot questions and the way they will be worded themselves. But we're basically looking at a proposed amendment that comes in response, as you said, to the veto of House Resolution 836 of 2020. That would have put an end to the COVID-19 disaster declaration and the governor's kind of authority to handle it all by himself. State law authorizes the General Assembly to end a disaster declaration. But what happened is once that was passed through the House, through the Senate, it actually got some bipartisan support. Then it it went to the governor, and he was able to veto it himself. And that actually had to have a a court ruling to to ask if he had the authority for that veto. But it ended up that we did not have the power as the General Assembly to end his declaration. So that's ballot question one would kind of change that process. Ballot question number two is in response to the two extended disaster declarations that we're currently operating under. And I know everyone thinks of COVID-19, but we also have that opioid epidemic disaster declaration that's been going on for more than three years at this point in time. 
So under this constitutional amendment, the disaster declaration would be limited to no more than 21 days. If a governor believes the disaster declaration should be longer, then that person, he or she, would have to gain approval from the legislature by sharing information and data and proving the need for it, and then it would be extended. So it it kind of puts checks and balances in there, but it still gives the governor that first 21 days. So if we're looking at something like a natural disaster, a snowfall, he or she, the governor, has the ability to come in right away, get the ball rolling, But if it's going to be a long-term issue, then the legislature would be brought in and the people that represent you closer to the ground would have a voice in how long that declaration lasts. And again, these are going to be on the ballot in May. Make sure you educate yourselves. This has been another Moment with Matt with State Representative Matt Dowling.